I think we can reliably claim that we made Kirkwood, right? Like, nobody had heard of him before the racing family, huh. right? I mean... I don't know, but he's here. We should ask him. I'm not stretching the truth at all by saying that. Hey there, uh, Kirk Kirkwood, uh, Emo Kirk. You go ahead and accept that invite and uh, unmute yourself, co-host. That's right. He's not a guest. He's the co-co-host. Um, we're, we're speaking accurate things that nothing had ever happened to you in racing until you joined the show, and all of your success since then is due to Wheeler and I. That's a fair yeah, statement. Pretty much, you know. I mean, we, we came on the hashtag racing family show uh, at a point early last year, and next thing you know, I had an IndyCar ride. Didn't know anything about it. See, Michael Andretti called me after, and he was like, hey, I need a conference call with you and Wheeler. Who was that Kirkwood guy on your show? Um, huh. We need to, I might need to think about him. He could have a future. So again, you know, just taking full credit for something we bear no responsibility for. Putting <laughs> aside, have you, has your head cleared? Because Wheeler sent me a photo of what looked to be a half-consumed bottle of really, really fine, uh, as my wife calls it, brown liquor. Well, it was uh, half consumed by Chris Wheeler himself. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, we, we had it. A... Kyle was very well behaved that night. Yeah, I was. I I only had a very small bit of it. Um, so it's, it's still racing season. I still need to be fit for this this month of May. Yeah, you know, there you. We need to talk to you about that. You being a, a responsible uh, employee and athlete, it. it we got to get rid of that. We got to got to work that out of here as, as quickly as we can. Hey, before we get too far in the show, why don't we say a big thank you to y'all for joining in every week? See Cam and Eddie giving that a thumbs down. We got to get uh, just turn Kirkwood into a giant uh, mess here as soon as we can. But let's say a big thanks to y'all for joining us every week. Like we really do love the show and enjoy doing this because it's like fun and stuff. Jamie Carr, hello. That's a fine ear touching picture, by the way. Alex Williams, how are you doing there, pal? Um, let's say a big thank you as well to our partners who, uh, make this little, uh, thing happen each week. That would be Cooper Tires, who power the USF Championships, who really did help move Kyle Kirkwood up and up and up, winning championships, getting those big advancement prizes, something that Cooper Tires was a huge part of, along with other folks, uh, Dan Anderson, Michelle Kish, just all the fine people involved there. Also a big thank you to the Justice Brothers to the TorontoMotorsports.com and our newest partner, Mr. Kirkwood. That would be Discount Tire, who are thankfully heavily involved in the USF Championships as well to indeed make uh, the next generation of Kirkwoods possible. So big thanks to all of them. And uh, where should we start the show here? Did our guy, Wheeler, did our guy do something moderately decent in IndyCar, Man, by the like, way, some, sometime recently. So it was really cool being at Long Beach, right? And we kind of covered some of this last week. Um, you know, being able to work myself with the Vassar Sullivan Lexus guys, a, a team that Kyle is a member of uh, for the endurance rounds. And so being able to work with those guys and went at Long Beach, I was like pumped. Jimmy and Sully were pumped. Well, Kyle got the pole on Saturday. So, you know, they were all pumped up. You know, it was like a, it was a family day for them. And then, um, you know, you talked about some of the people right there with uh, that were a big part of Kyle's development up, up the ladder. 
And it, it stayed in the family because the very first text message I got, I mean, the checkered hadn't dropped yet at Long Beach. And uh, my, my butt starts to vibrate because my phone was in my pocket. And as soon as we cross the start finish line and get through turn one after the checker, I look at my phone and John Doonan, president of IMSA, the, the former legendary leader at Mazda Motorsports, was the first guy to text me with just, just champagne bottles and hearts. And he's like, I'm crying. He was. He told me the same thing, that he was in tears seeing uh, one of the kids that he loved so much. Never stopped loving, but uh, Mazda was a big part and, of the uh, Indy too. And Mr. Kirkwood laid it down and uh, put her in victory lane. And, I mean, I didn't get to see Kyle directly after the race. He was busy with media. All you guys hog up all the time. And, you know, we had trucks to load and all that stuff. But we did FaceTime after. And uh, I was pumped. I know you were pumped. And I know every single person in this chat was pumped so much that a couple of the people in this chat right now are in, in our show actually re-downloaded the Twitter app just to listen to Kyle tonight talk through the uh, what it was like getting that first win and to do it at, you know, a, an iconic place. And in fact, I talked to my aunt just a little bit ago who Kyle knows is a golf professional and they were, they were above the moon um, for his win. And she, she said, you know, where does Long Beach rack up? You know, like obviously our whole family's from there, but like, where does it rack up? And I said, it's like not just winning your first tour event, but it's like doing it and it being a major. Yeah. And so I mean, it's huge, I mean, man. It, it it was big, you know, and, and kind of to go back to what Marshall was saying about John and Mazda Motorsports and, and Cooper Tires. I mean, obviously, those guys were such a big part of my early career in the, in the road to Indy categories because they, they were the main supporters, right? It was Mazda Motorsports with Dan Anderson and Anderson Promotions putting on the scholarship. And if it wasn't for them, um, I wouldn't be in the position that I'm at in right now. No, no doubt. I mean, without a doubt in my mind. So um, in, in all honesty, I probably would have never made it to IndyCar. So it's due to them putting those scholarships in place, helping young drivers make a career out of something. And, and that, that comes from winning races and winning championships within the series that they, that they have, um, which Dan Anderson still has between USF 2000 and Indy Pro 2000 with, Roger and, and Penske taking over, um, taking over Indy Lights now, where they still have a, a sort of scholarship implemented. Um, so, I mean, Long Beach. I mean, it was it was such a cool event, right? It was it seemed it seemed long overdue for me, coming from the background that I had in the road to Indy, right? Where I went on it was I'm sure I think it was somewhere around a seventy percent win. Um, percentage and then going into a season where I'm not even sniffing the top 10 for, I mean, sniffing the top 10, but not really getting in it except for one race. And that was Long Beach last year. So it was my best event. Um, I knew we were going to be good. We'd been good all year. It's just kind of putting the pieces of the puzzle together. And a lot of that starts with qualifying, right? I mean, that's, that's a huge part of it. And once, once we got qualifying done, we, we put it on the pole. We had a good feeling we'd be on the pole based on us having being the only one with a new set of tires because a lot of people threw tires in, in the Fast 12 um, just to make it into the Fast 6. And we were like, well, we've, we've done a good enough banker lap where we don't feel like we – we actually didn't even feel like we could have gone faster just in the one lap dash because um, every lap that I did in qualifying was on lap two. Um, so we're like, there's, there's no point of throwing new tires at it right now. Cause we're not actually going to go any faster. 
so that was the way it plan, uh, panned out for us. And then we roll into the race and um, Brian heard it to me. He's just like, man, this is, if this goes kind of how we expect it to go, um, it's not going to be any different to what you've done in the road to Indy. Yeah, there's pit stops. Yeah, there's a little bit of strategy that comes involved. Yeah, you got to save fuel, but it's all it's all the simple 101 stuff that I already know. And he was exactly right. Um, going through the race, there wasn't anything special that I had to do that I hadn't already done um, in my road to Indy um, career. And there, there was a moment in the middle of the race where we fell behind New Garden, and I kind of just sat there, saved fuel, saved tires behind them, and then um, pulled a pulled a massive gap in a in a two or three lap um, dash before we we hit our hit our pit stop um, just after him and and stretch a big gap from him and Roman and I mean it was it was such a special moment because that's what really made uh, made our race was was that last stop there. And we were actually going through the numbers today, and and our guys on pit lane were second quickest by six hundreds to Pato's team, um, if we calculated it properly. So our guys on pit lane were killing it. Um, I felt like I was driving well. I was hitting a good fuel number. We had a good strategy um, on the right tire strategy from the start um, with that with that caution that came out in lap twenty, and. I mean, just the moment to to be able to do it with Andretti Autosport, um, a team that should be getting more wins, and I'm glad that that I'm one of those that's helping them get those more wins. And um, Michael was ecstatic, JF was ecstatic, um, the entire team was was over the moon, and they still are. You know, I mean, I think it's created this this confidence boost and this momentum that that the team really needs, and um, we feel like we taking a big step and a, a big chunk out of the competition and over the off season. And um, I think that's going to continue, but to talk about like the way it felt for me, I mean, I was, I was over the moon, you know, I've, I've never been that happy and that satisfied from anything in my racing career. Um, Andy lights was a big moment for me, but for, for anyone that knows me, I'm, I'm never truly satisfied until I feel like I've fully reached my level of where I, where I know I can be. And that's at some place in IndyCar. I don't know where in championships or how many wins or whatnot. Um, I'll have to let you know when I feel like I've, I've reached that, that potential, but um, there's, st- there's still a long ways to go. So, I mean, I took one or two days to kind of, absorb it and see my family and, and celebrate with people. I think, I think um, in, in all honesty, I feel like a lot of the people around me were more excited for me than I, than I am myself because we're still in the racing season. We still only have a week until we're turning it around. We're, it was two days before we were heading to IMS and back on track. So um, I took a day or two off and then, and then straight back to looking into data, looking at computers and, and getting ready for the next event, which is, I mean, which at the end of the day is the mindset. I feel like most competitive racing drivers are right. As soon as you get a taste of something, you just want more. Um, and that, that's kind of the mindset that I'm in now, right before we head off to Barber. The fact that you were able to kill three gallons of haagen between Monday and Tuesday before the IMS test, that was the most impressive thing. You just kind of <laughs> you let loose there, Kirkwood. But I appreciate that. Kidding aside, um, <laughs> hey, did you know that in our post-race victory video, where we took time 
to give love to Wheeler that he didn't even watch, didn't even know about it. To like he mentioned that to me when when we popped what? open that bottles bottle of Blanton's. He mentioned that uh, that we spoke about him and, and um, the, uh, the way it tra- – I don't know how it transpired, but you pretty much called him out saying that I, I, this I shows why you don't watch anything. Or shows he you doesn't you don't care about anything. anything that I do. He's just here for the fame and stardom. I was, probably busy, I was probably busy playing golf, to be honest. All right. Well, fair, that's – you know Very poorly. I wouldn't want to take you away from, uh, from your activities there. But um, <laughs> Kyle – Tell me about what you and the team have here to start the season. I spoke to both Colton and Romain today and was mentioning to Romain that looking back to last year, coming out of Long Beach, I think he was like fifth or sixth in the standings. Colton, I think, was 10th. Alex was like 11th. Uh, he admittedly was a little bit of an outlier, but where Colton and Alex were was maybe a stronger represented, rep, representation of where the team was, right? A little bit off. This year, leaving Long Beach, oh, we can't say that anymore. You're holding fifth. Roman is seventh. Colton's eighth. All of you have had at least one terrible race. I mean, terrible race. And yet, the Andretti Autosport Collective, and I realize you've got Devlin, who we love as as you're the fourth member of the team, but if we're at least talking about uh, the three of the four that have been operating at the highest level, Andretti Autosport is in a very different place this year. And if you remove some of that crazy adversity, uh, fifth, seventh, and eighth in the standings might be even higher I know you've only been there as an IndyCar driver for a couple of races, but can you at least give us some insights about the vibe, the working collective between your fellow drivers and engineers? Everything I'm hearing from everybody else says, this is this is a really positive and happening thing. Like, we got something special here. You feeling that? Uh, I, I certainly am. Um, you know, I mean, you, you hear rumblings of, of how the team was last year between the drivers and, and engineers and whatnot. And, and it kind of sounds like they were on very split setups. And, and, and with that being, you can't really work as closely together on, on certain aspects of the car. If, if you guys just aren't the same. Right. So um, it, it was essentially a few people kind of split up from, from my understanding, at least from what I've heard. Um, I haven't heard that directly from the, from the team, but that's, that's, the feeling that I feel like every, everyone kind of kind of knows and understands. Um, that's that's not the same this year between us drivers. Um, I've never had a better relationship with with three other guys on a team ever in my life. You know, we're all pushing each other to do better. We're all very honest with each other on on setup changes and where we're um, excelling. We're kind of almost like coaching each other in a sense on how to get faster and how to kind of just stomp the rest of the teams you know and we've kind of had this selfless approach to races um where it's hey one of us needs to needs to go out there and win right of course we want everyone to do well but if we have a chance to win one of us needs to win and it doesn't matter who it is but one of us does you know and and whoever has the best opportunity in, in that in that circumstance is the one that should win 
and no one's pushing each other's envelopes to cause any adversity to to change that so it's been a really good atmosphere between the team and the way that we're working together and the setups that we're that we're now trying um and we're all liking a lot so we're just kind of we've kind of had these building blocks now that we're all putting together and it's just creating a good vibe within the team It's creating fast cars and it's creating good strategy as well in, in the races that um, I feel like a lot of the other teams do as well. Well, that's the part where I thought Wheeler was going to jump in, but uh, uh, you beat me to unmute. <laughs> I love you, Chris Wheeler. Never change. So I lost, Kyle- I thought I lost my service there for a second. Kyle's like, whoa! Did I did I forget to pay the internet bill? Um, so, what do you? I mean, what do you focus on immediately though? Going right, we went to we went to Indy, we tested for a day. Not we didn't get the two that we wanted. Um, how do you keep any negativity out of your inner circle at the team? Right, like you know, Colton. Everybody, Colton looks. Everybody looks at Colton as the leader of the pack. And then Grosjean's in here fighting for that first win. And Devlin is, just keeps making strides. How do you keep it loose? How do you keep it relaxed, you know, in the driver locker room, well, driver lounge for you guys? So that way it continues to be... The driver locker room. Yeah. I love that image of him all walking around in towels and whatever. Like, that's a but really you, bizarre image you, you just gave us, Wheeler. How do you keep it all loose and not start, not not put yourself in a position where you're kind of like, oh, well, that kid's starting to kind of lead our ship here? Like, how do you how well, do you I, mentally keep it loose within the the group of the guys to to Chris? So well, you're pushing. I mean, I've only I've only won one race right now, so I don't, I don't think anyone's anyone's. Uh, you're the second, but you got more wins. That. You're the second rated win driver in the team. You're the winningest yeah. driver of 2023. Uh, for Andretti Autosport, but we should also admit that he comes into the morning engineering meetings, points at Colton, points at <laughs> Romain, and then points at Devlin and says, "I will destroy you," and yeah, then leaves and slams the door. <laughs> no, nah, that's the that's I, I actually say quite the opposite. You know, that was something that w- was one of the first things when I came to the team was that that is not my intent at all. I understand. Roman has so much experience. He's a phenomenal driver. Um, I know he's so diverse in in car setups and and um, things that that we might like, you know. And and Colton is the one with a ton of wins, the ultimate raw pace, and ultimately is our team leader. Um, and I think everyone kind of understands where each other benefits um, from each other. And, or I guess where we make strides compared to each other. And, and we're kind of all excelling because we're open about that specifically. Um, and even though from, from the outside, everyone kind of, I guess with it, within the team. Yeah. I, I look, I look up to Colton, even though he's younger than me as the team leader, he's the one with the experience. He's the one that knows the setups that I'm driving the best. He's the one that is, probably the most versed within the team given that he's been there for so long and knows everyone so well with Brian also being a big part of the team and part of IndyCar. Um, yeah. So, I mean, that, that's kind of the dynamic and, and, but we, when we go into the engineering room, nobody looks at it as that. 
um, we're all extremely open. It's not like, okay, Colton did this, so we have to do that. You know, that's not really the case. I think we're all kind of at a level playing field on, on everything, which is, which is a good dynamic to have, you know, you don't want anyone saying that they're the team leader and kind of beating on her chest, which, which Colton's not. And he's not, he's the first one to tell you that he doesn't want to be considered the team leader. Um, even though he's the one with the most experience, right. I still look up to him as that. And as I should, um, Roman, I look up to because he is a phenomenal driver and he's driven for twice as long as I have in, in open wheel at, at least probably, sorry, definitely more, probably three or four times longer than I have an open wheel. Oh, you just um, dug yourself such a grave there. I can't wait to yeah. tell him at Barber. Dude, he said you're like 70 years old. But yeah, anyways, pretty so much. I, <laughs> I mean, he did He did win his first race on Noah's Ark. So let's just get that <laughs> No, he's he, No, but he's he's an amazing guy. He, I, I truly believe with the dynamic that we have right now, if, if it keeps going at the trajectory that it is, and I feel like it's constantly getting better, um, we're going to be able to win a lot of races between between the three of us. So you talk about having you know teammates with experience. You just did the indie test like we talked about, but with a, with another teammate, right? Your first time working side by side with Marco, and he's got a ton of experience around the speedway. Yeah, he does, um, and. It, quite honestly, I haven't been able to really get a get a good enough feel for for how much he's going to benefit the team um, because we've only we've only had a day together, right? Um, but he is the person with the most experience around the track with this car, this era of car. Um, he's obviously done really well in qualifying. He knows what a, what a good qualifying car is going to be like. He, he also knows what a good race car is going to be like, um, which is which is a big part of it um, because that's something that I don't have a ton of experience with, right? I only had the month of May last year to figure out IMS, whereas most of the guys in the series have 10-plus years um, or somewhere thereabouts, um, which is a lot of time around that place, a lot of time. And the more time you get around there, the more that you understand what what the differences are between a good qualifying car and a good race car and a good car in clean air and a good car in dirty air, which is something that I'm still figuring out myself. And I know as as we start taking off the days at, at IMS, Marco's going to be a big help in, in that sense um, because all of us are still somewhat fresh, even, even Colton, even though he's done – handful of years there he still doesn't have the experience as a as a dixon or a tony canon or elio has around there um which is to a point um elio and simon are are also practically a part of the team with our technical alliance and we're all helping each other um which they're a huge help as well especially around ims because elio is just a genius around that place um so i mean there's there's a huge help from all the all the veteran drivers like marco elio simon um that are going to be a big help during the month of May. Kyle, just out of curiosity, did you by chance get offered some sort of formula one testing contract after winning long beach? Cause I was thinking <laughs> that that might, you know, that, that, that would fall in line with certain patterns of behavior. So um, <laughs> can we confirm or deny you'll be uh, you're the ninth person signed to a, 
certain Formula One teams testing roster. You, you know, as a uh, as a pol- as a policy marshal, I don't I don't like to talk about any anything contractual. Oh, uh, <laughs> but but no, I did not. I did not get any offers to drive a Formula One car. Hey, All I right. did offer. I did offer to let him buy me dinner this week, though. And that was an offer he received, Marshall. Well, that's a, that's a phenomenal <laughs> offer. Uh, so I did, did I just receive that now? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> my my Tuesday just became open. Um, so I got a, I, I got a bit of a funny one here though. So if you took your your three teammates and yourself and you guys sat down, who do you think could eat the most taquitos amongst you? For Colton, for sure. Yeah, is he a taquito monster? I don't know, but I feel like anything, anything of that style of food, any Spanish style food, he can really put down. He's a big taco guy. I know that. I like it. I was just, I was just curious. That's such a random question, Chris. But thank you for it. <laughs> I'm kind of wondering if taquitos are indeed Spanish in origin or just an American fast food chain. Well, I don't know like, the answer, but it does seem like something we invented over here, and like a chimichanga. Yeah, and tried to paint on, on another uh, civilization that's like, what? What did we do? Kind of collateral collateral I, damage. I, I, I think like, maybe they'll like this, maybe they won't. So we're just going to call if it's it something sold, else. <laughs> if it's sold in the frozen food section, then it's got to be legit. Yeah, yeah, that's a great point. So uh, Kirk Kirkwood, a.k.a. Emo Kirkwood, um, tell us about – you don't have to name names if you don't want to, obviously, but – when a driver, a young prodigy like yourself, reaches the mountaintop and is held up like Simba, uh, and and folks sing and and the sun beats down on you and all in the world is good, you tend to get some congratulatory texts or similar DMs from folks who are like, "Oh, that's cool. I, I didn't know that person was watching or cared." Did you have any of those? And if you didn't, make up a couple. Uh, man, I'm, I'm like trying to go back through my texts right now. I definitely got some cool ones. Um, so, some of the head, head honchos from, from Toyota texted me cause they obviously are, are huge fans of me in, in, in the Lexus program as well. Um, but man, all, a lot of them were, were there at the track and were able to congratulate me. John Doonan was one of them that you guys already mentioned. Lewis um, Hamilton, well, Max no, Verstappen, Toto no, Wolff. Um, Logan Sargent for for one of them. That 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 was the only one that comes from that side of the pond. Wait a second. Wait a second. You mean you mean T Swift didn't hit you up, or was she busy? T Swift. Who's T Swift? Taylor Swift. Yeah. No, no. (laughs) She's a big race fan now. We we heard it was between you and Alonzo. So you're you playing coy right now is hilarious, Kirkwood. But we will put all your (laughs) business out. That's fine. So, I mean, a lot of the cool ones that I got, though, were from the guys um, that I kind of grew up around, right? And that was a lot of the karting guys um, that I didn't even know paid attention to, to IndyCar that closely. Um, from Mike Speed, who's Scott Speed's father, and Alex Speed, who's his brother. Um, a lot of the guys from, from Ocala Grand Prix were, were who... Uh, Chris knows super well. Um, George Ariano, who owns that team, that was cool to get a text. It was actually the first text I've ever gotten from him uh, in my life because he was always so um, exclusive. So that that was a cool one that I got. So most of it were all the guys that I kind of grew up around and that have followed my career um, to this point that I didn't even know followed that closely immediately after the race. So that that was enjoyable. 
So, like, what's next? Okay, so what do you – I mean, how many races do you think you can win this year? Like, let's just throw it out there. If things work out, are we looking at three more? Are we looking at three total? You what, realize – And, what, and which races are you looking just, forward to? He's just looking for betting info, Kyle. So just <laughs> I'm, not a, I'm not allowed not, to gamble on, on, on the sport. I'm not Pete Rose. Yeah, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Just, I'm just saying, beware that you might be enabling. That's all I'm getting at here. I can't afford yeah. to gamble. That's why I eat taquitos. <laughs> um, that's a good question, Chris. It's that's that's one thing that I don't do as a driver is set expectations like that for myself because I feel like every every weekend's different, and you're kind of just trying to maximize every weekend that you have in front of, in front of you. Of course, my goal is to win a handful of races, right, and and be the most winning driver this year. Um, but situations might might say otherwise, so it's it's hard to say with that. I I wouldn't say somewhere between the three to five range is is an unrealistic number to be honest with with the rate that we're going at the moment, um, and and how much the team's excelling and, and the way that we're all working together. That that wouldn't be. I'd say inside the team, I would I, I would say, and it doesn't need to be me. I think I think even if I'm not in the car and Colton goes and wins or Roman goes and wins and we're P2, P3, I still look at that as a win um, from the team in general, just like it was this past weekend. Um, I texted I texted Roman after the race because he, he honestly did me a favor in, in the middle stint um, of Long Beach where he just didn't push us at all. He didn't push us at all to burn fuel or burn tires to try and get by Joseph because we knew we were on a better strategy than Joseph. And, he kind of just laid back like I did behind behind Joseph, and um, and um, he, he and which was a little bit of a favor to me because I was kind of boxed into a point behind Joseph's gearbox, and he and he might have been able to try and make a racing move on me, and he didn't. And I told him if I was like if if I have a chance to repay the favor in, in that situation, I will. Um, and I look at that as as a team effort win, right? Where. So I can't really say is there a number of races that I think I can win when I'm in the seat. I think coming from the team, um, somewhere uh, I would think at least five to seven wins from the team would be would be a realistic number based on the trajectory that we have um, at the moment. Well, you're sixty to one for the GP. No, I'm just joking. Um, <laughs> but so, <laughs> Marshall, how does it work exactly with the, the the triple crown bonus structure? Is it an oval, a permanent, and a street, or is it a super speedway, an oval, and a street? Sure, I don't memorize the stuff like this. You, you, I mean, you write about that stuff, and I actually don't read it. I've actually not really written about the uh, what is it the the People's Choice, the People's Court, whatever it is. Um, yeah, Judge, Judge Joe Brown. Yeah. Um, no, and I'm happy they do it, but ultimately it's a thing to give away money to people that aren't me. So I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I'm fair. just not paying that much. I just attention know that there's, it, there's but... some sort of deal. I think if you went on an oval, a street course, and a permanent road course, and yeah. I'm not saying oval racing is is easy by any means, Kyle, but street Joseph course racing did that I, last year. Yeah, yeah. Joseph and, and won last year. Yes, yeah, so in... that's that's the people ready, um, people ready. Um, charity that that gives money to whatever um the driver supports right so for yeah. me the obvious choice for me is is drive pink with with auto nation um 
So if it's so I got ten thousand dollars from winning the Long Beach Grand Prix that went to um, AutoNation and Drive Pink uh, on behalf or on behalf of People Ready. Um, and if you win all three of those, like you guys are saying, the road course, the street course, and the oval, or a- any of those, um, any of the ovals, any of the street courses, any of the road courses, then you get a million dollars. At least that was the case last year. I don't know if that's a continued thing because didn't Joseph get it last year? Maybe they're like, okay, this is hurt our pockets a little bit. No, <laughs> they're, they, if they are still year, doing it, they are still okay, doing well, it. That I do know. And awesome. I will just, just say, uh, Kyle, you and I need to remember to wake up in the morning and check Indiana state business, uh, registry, because I can guarantee you a new 501 C three, uh, Wheeler needs taquitos charity <laughs> will be registered overnight. And, uh, that will be the next one you have oh to pay gosh. out your 10 grand to. Wow. Wow. I mean, it's not a bad idea. Marshall. You'll have to argue that with auto nation. Yeah, no, AutoNation can because have. I, I am they, definitely not pulling it out of my uh, out of my allotment. <laughs> so, um, another another random one before we go to a guest speaker that's patiently waiting. Um, I saw Callum Eilat tweeted this the other day, and he filled out his milk uh, information card for IMS for the Indy Five Hundred. What does on your milk information card? What did it say? Uh, have you seen it already? Is that why you're asking me? No, I just, just I saw curious? Callum's, and his his was funny. He put two percent milk, and then something that said then it had a, it had a comments, and he said, "I crashed with whole, changing it up." <laughs> you guys are going to take this the wrong way. I should I probably should. Oh even no! Say. <laughs> it's it's kind of a joke because last year Marcus, when he poured the milk on him, it just stuck to everything, <laughs> and so so I I went whole milk because it's somewhere along the lines. It says because it will stick to everything. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> there's some funny photos out there, but uh, <laughs> but yeah. So I, I chose whole milk, and then I also said because that's the way milk is. <laughs> uh, hey, I, I was curious. Or that's how it just, should be at least, just randomly. Well, and if you're a fan of uh, the TV show Practical Jokers, you could maybe write in jalapeno milk as an option Oof. that was from one of their episodes Oof. but you'd really have to be a fan that of sounds that about as get that reference that sounds about as bad as ryan caminetti buying ranch ice cream <laughs> no no Ew. come on that's Bro, not I'll, real i'll text you the photos caminetti come on man is it possible to do an intervention over twitter spaces if so it's happening right now i mean it, it is a real issue and that's why i choose taquitos over that Everybody hug your phone because Ryan needs to receive just the power of love because if you're buying ranch-flavored ice cream, that, that it's a cry, okay? We, and that's the only way you can describe it, as a cry for help. So uh, well, so the, fo- the focus was Kirkwood's trip on Sunday to Victory Lane, but our buddy Bozy's here, mechanic for Vassar Sullivan Lexus. He's going to unmute himself, and he's going to share his thoughts and how he uh, – kind of went through the mental phase of watching his little buddy Kyle Kirkwood get his first win. Well, it's a, or, or maybe he's not going to say that stuff. I don't know. It, was, but I just, it, sounded it, good. it was a good time. I uh, roamed around, said hello to Kyle before the race, and then uh, uh, our friends at Honda were nice enough to host me, so I watched on their TVs during hospitality. Um, they had uh, lemon tarts, and uh, there were a couple other desserts. It was very enjoyable. 
Um, so I had dessert and watched Kyle on the television and watched uh, Devin stressing out about the whole situation as things uh, transpired. But I was, I was very pleased. It was a very cool experience to be able to witness that. Bozy, by the way, I did see you at the podium. Yeah, I, 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 I walked. Want, I haven't, I haven't, I didn't tell you this yet, but I saw you creepily walking around, pacing yeah. in the background of all the photographers. Yeah, and whatnot. I'm sure you're tweeting away. Yeah, I walked up <laughs> in the background. Yeah, I walked up, and then I saw your hat guy, and I was like, "Yeah, I'm not waiting around for this because I want to, I want to come and yeah. congratulate you in person." And then I saw there was like 27 hats. I was like, "Yeah." 27 is is a very small understatement yeah, i don't know it was, i didn't realize it, it was i didn't realize how many sponsors yeah. both indycar has and Andretti. i sat there for at least 30 or 40 yeah. minutes constantly taking photos with hats yeah. after the race kirkwood told me he is never going to win any race again because of the hat thing like it's all second and third places that's the route to the championship uh, I, I, Man. I, I walked up and it was some yeah, I walked up and you were on one of like the main hats, so maybe like hat four or five. So I chilled there for like I don't know twelve or fifteen minutes, and just you know g- catching up on my tweets and looking up every few minutes. And then I saw the guy walk around with another stack. I was like, yeah, this is a- yeah. That that was exactly what I was going to say. So they came out with IndyCar stack of hats, right? Yeah. Which was a serious stack of hats, and I sat there and took every single photo with all of them. And I'm thinking I'm done, right? I get up, I like start walking over to my team, congratulating them and everything. And here comes Andretti with their stack of hats. That's probably four times as long as NTT IndyCar series is, which just shows how many supporters Andretti Autosport has. And sat there for at least another 20 or 30 minutes, I would say, taking photos with all those hats. Dude, you didn't even know. Like Andretti has the official coffee cup cap vendor the official napkin of Andretti Autosport, the, like every single thing has some sort of official partner. So Man, like I said, they crush it with that. They definitely they do. crush it with like, that. They are better than anybody, but you just have to realize, like no joke, there is an element, and I'm serious when I say this, there is a little bit of an element of winning that sucks, where you're like, okay, I just want to like jump up and down and celebrate with my cr- I'm going to be here for an hour doing what? Okay. And then there's the other thing, and I realize these are like the best problems in the world to have. So I don't mean that they really suck, but there's the, like when Pato won his first race, I spoke to him like two days later, and he was like, bro, I'm still responding to texts. What the hell? Because, you know, he won his first race. Everyone's super happy for him. Every person he's ever exchanged numbers with was texting him. And so he's like, I've got like 1,500 texts to respond to. And I'm like, we should come up with a business where like if you win a race and you don't have time, you can hire we'll, – we'll outsource this, but we'll hire folks who basically just respond and say thanks to all of your texts. So I'm sure that took you a while too. Yeah, that was something that uh, Pat Diamond actually asked me. Um, who, who's the producer of, of the 100 Days Dandy that's coming out on Thursday. Um, that was one thing that he, he asked me. He was like, hey, how many text messages do you have right now? This is two hours after the race, right? I look at my phone. It was the first time I was able to actually look at my phone. I look down, and there's 421 message notifications. And I'm like, 
And I'm like, <sighs> I have to respond to all these. And and you can't just copy and paste those. You you have to respond to everyone, right? Because <laughs> they they are all important people in your life at, at, at whether it's it was that time in the present or someone in the past, right? And you need a you need a because it is a special moment for them as well, and, and they yeah. they deserve a response. So I sat probably in a hotel. I went up to into Santa Monica with Colton, and I sat in the, in the hotel room for man two hours, responding to all the messages through social media. Uh, I mean, I didn't even get to social media like doing actual posts, but all the messages from my direct messages, text messages, WhatsApp, Snapchat all those that, that I got, um, that Only I fans. actually, yeah, I, yeah, I got, exactly. I, I got through most of them. Um, and then I finished the rest of them off on the plane the next day. Wow. Well, that is impressive because yeah, I know the, the thing that a lot of drivers do that they've told me is they do the personal ones for the people they're closest with and for the other kind of randos, you know, the person you hadn't seen since high school, whatever, it's kind of the thank you for your congratulatory message, fellow human being. I yeah. <laughs> warmly receive your message and wish you blessings and tidings. Uh, Just asking and, Chat GPT to, to respond <laughs> to all these people for you. <laughs> Kyle GPT takes over. Yes. Oh, that's a great idea. <laughs> Let's say a, a hello to last week's guest, too, our man Callum Eilat, uh, who's listening in and enjoying in the. Uh, the sonic stylings of our most recent IndyCar race winner, Kyle M. Kirk. So, so for proof, um, everybody can scroll up, and you can see where I've I've pinned the Caminiti tweet of him holding ranch flavored ice cream, and you can judge away. Kyle, have you ever? What's the worst ice cream you've ever eaten? Man, that, that I I've never had. There's no such thing as bad ice cream. Um, but if I was to eat that, I would consider it bad ice cream. Oh, Bozy? Uh, are you on, yeah, the, are you on the ranch ice cream? cream I, I absolutely would not eat ranch ice cream. I, I figure that's some kind of Midwest something. Yeah, because Midwest people like have like bars with like different flavors of ranch and all this other stuff. Like, I'll eat some ranch, like dip some fries in it, but that's about it. Like, ice cream, I'll I'll try just about anything, but not ranch. I think Marshall's cats wouldn't even eat it. I mean, yeah. And the thing I love is it says what limited edition. I think they made. I think they made one, and our freaking guy Cam and Itty was the one who bought it and tried it. So, oh my goodness, he's a sucker yeah. for things that are on sale. Well, yeah, uh, ninety-nine cent ranch flavored ice cream might be the thing to leave on sale that that's maybe the one big takeaway to take from this episode uh hey one of kyle kirkwood's biggest fans joining us from that's right i believe he's in italy declan brennan who pissed you off last time you visited because he was talking smack about uh logan Sargent. Um, he's here to, uh, to wish you congratulations, Kyle, on winning your first IndyCar race, uh, and hopefully not doing anything else <laughs> to make you say, who the hell is that guy and what's wrong with him? Well, I, I missed it because I was on the, uh, I was on the plane coming back from Long Beach. I will say, I, I, I can empathize with Kyle on the, uh, uh, on the text messages because, uh, 
in GTD, we had the fastest lap of the race, and I got one text. So uh, I can absolutely empathise with her. <laughs> with her. And that text was from me. I said the text to myself. So, uh, and by the way, as speaking as a US citizen, uh, the reason uh, the United States is no longer a world power is because of things like ranch flavored ice cream. And I think it really has to, the country has to have a good, hard look at itself. Uh, it really does. Because that's just, that, that's a, an abomination to man. You know, the, the question, maybe the most pressing question on this exact subject we haven't asked, Chris, do we think there is at least one human being who went to the same grocery store as Cam and Eddie and was like, oh my God, we are out of ranch. We've got, whether it is we're having a French fry fiesta or something, and they're out of ranch. And the only thing I can find is ranch ice cream and bought some as a substitute. Do we think so, there's I'm gonna be one honest. human being that would I'm, I'm going to be honest. When this came up in the particular chat that it came up in, and I, I had to be very careful, very careful how I share these details, there were multiple other humans that did reply with, Wow, let me know how that is. It looks good. Oh, I'd like some of that. Where did you find it? And I literally almost left said group. In the don't moment. tell me that was the Prude. Please don't tell me. I, it was I can't confirm Prude. nor deny that. Oh, oh, my people, we got to have a talk. Kirkwood, would you eat the whole thing of ranch ice cream if you lost a bet? Uh. Man, I'm I'm pretty true to my bet, so yeah, I probably would. I wouldn't wow. say I enjoy it, but I that mean, I'm seems not like punishment. Have sugar in it. Hey, speaking speaking of bets, Pantani said he should have an update soon um, for um, the tattoo artist for the Cooper Tire stage in May. Excuse me, <laughs> he's oh, booking it. What Kyle, are you talking you? about? I lost oh. a bet in Daytona, Kyle, and I've got to get a tramp stamp of the Racing Family Show cartoon. What no, was just the, the bet? The bet was that uh, any of the LMP or what are they called? Uh, GTP cars would finish or that they wouldn't win. You know what? I feel like I do remember this and you definitely have to go through with that. But you no, have we, to be there doing, for this. Doing it in the month of May on the uh, Cooper Tire stage. Yes. Uh, on the Cooper Tire stage, on the grounds, uh, at IMS, uh, our man Chris Pantani, head of Cooper Tires, all the racing activation and such. Uh, the minute he heard about this and was on the show, he jumped straight in and said, I'm all about this. We have to make this a public spectacle. So he, yeah, he has apparently found a tattoo artist willing in front of as many as five people, hopefully there's more, to uh, make Wheeler pay his tattoo bet loss. And you have to be there for this. Christopher, I think you should get, amazing. I think you should get some of the phrases that you use when spotting tattooed like inside inside maybe or something similar <laughs> three, three wide you're the meat so <laughs> yeah <laughs> talk it out you okay oh. Oh my driving gosh. away yeah plus five and leaving no pressure so <laughs> i have we have to let him defend himself because it's the only right thing to do ryan caminetti is here the connoisseur of ranch ice cream 
The world's here. only. Like, there's no, like, the, there's no, like, oh, the number two leading authority on ranch ice cream. It's just Kevin. It's funny. It, I'm sitting here and I feel a weird disturbance in the force. And all of a sudden, there's just comments about Hidden Valley Ranch ice cream. Um, so, yeah, that's a, that's very much a New York thing. People have, like, a fetish about it here. I decided to try yeah. it. And, uh,. It was the most awful thing I have ever tasted in my life. And just because I love y'all, I'm going to run to the store and grab you guys a tub. And the next time I see you, you can have some. You think it'll be better when it gets here melted? <laughs> oh, I can, Wheeler, I can transport food from Canada to Florida. I'm good. <laughs> That's illegal, for one, but thank you. <laughs> At least you could dip pizza in it when it's melted. <laughs> No, no. Cassie, Cassie has us covered here. She just tweeted a box of El Monterey extra crunchy uh, Southwest chicken taquitos. I think, I think those dipped in ranch ice cream. I think that has to be. Look, Wheeler's already getting a tattoo for losing a bet. Whatever the next bet is that we make that someone loses, and I am praying, please. Father, please, Lord, do not let it be me. I think the the loss for whatever the next bet we come up with on the Racing Family show is eating uh, those taquitos dipped in ranch. Well, I'll uh, I'll add this, and then I will go back to listening. But I and myself and Cassie will be at the GP in a couple weeks. So, just saying. Boom! <laughs> Let's go. I almost feel like Kirkwood because he's. One of right, he is truly part of our racing family, and because he has really bad judgment, kind of the third member of the show here. I kind of feel like, and I could be setting myself up for pain. I kind of feel like Kyle's next IndyCar win, he gets to pick whomever here that he knows within the racing family show. He can appoint who has to eat those chicken taquitos being dipped in ranch ice cream. Here's that the almost... deal: I'm, I'm gonna I'm Ooh. gonna have to like come in as a founding co-host of this and say the simple smell of regular ranch dressing at a restaurant makes me want to vom. Perfect, you're just, it's no. you. No, there's no way. <laughs> the you just volunteered yeah. yourself <laughs> with that. that. That's how you volunteer. <laughs> you shouldn't have said anything. You should have said. I, I would rather drink. I would rather drink warm rumplemint. <laughs> You should have said, I love ranch. I would love to do it. And I would have been like, well, that's no fun. Marshall, you're doing it. But you just. Well, let me tell you. He just, Kyle just went from buying me dinner at Chick-fil-A to Prime 47. Just so everybody knows. <laughs> and this is like, this ice cream was literally made with like buttermilk. It is that thick and that bad. Oh, great. Yeah. Thanks for making it. I, I feel like it's curdling already. <laughs> oh, no. It'll last forever. Trust me. Oh, Kyle, the, I'm just saying, man, you, whatever amount uh, of power you, you wielded in the universe before this episode started, you're, you're basically just like lording over the Death Star here, aiming that <laughs> ray, that ray of taquitos and ranch ice cream at whomever you want. And then Wheeler was like, hey, let me paint a big target on myself. Oh, my goodness. Marshall still owes a bet from last year. I d- yeah, but you got to make me pay it. I mean, you st- but new era was new era was out of Dodgers hats in eight and a half. Well, I could wear a nine. We'll, we'll check into it for this year because he does owe me a trip down the pit lane and Gaston Alley with a Dodgers hat. Yeah, um, I, I'm willing to pay that too because my San Francisco Giants are just a, a tr- 
trash dumpster on fire. You know who? You know who so I bet? I know who I bet likes ranch ice cream. Connor Daly. Yes, he does. I I bet you he brushes his teeth with it in the morning and takes sh- shots of it at night. That's what oh. I believe Connor Daly does. Ranch ice cream. How did we go so far off track tonight? Between taquitos and ranch ice cream, Kyle. You know, yeah, we, should, sure. we should do, though, Chris, is welcome uh, our pal Zach Dean to speak, and then yeah. uh, our official closer, Bernard, because we're getting towards the end of the hour. And, Connor, uh, hold on, hold on. Connor's already back. He's already in this chat. Connor, we're, we've been told by some intel that you love ranch ice cream and that you would be willing to dip a chicken taquito in ranch ice cream and eat it. I've just invited him to speak. He might be so speechless because we've just nailed his personality. That, oh, no, he accepted. He, he's taken a breath, and he's in. Connor, I don't know if you heard any of the nonsense before, but uh, Kirkwood now has the power for his next IndyCar win to make one of us. It's a bet, and we're all losers, but he now has been given the power after his next IndyCar win to choose any one of us in the racing family show to have to eat some of Wheeler's official food of chicken taquitos dipped in ranch-flavored ice cream. Look, you guys can you guys can choose to ruin your lives in multiple different ways, and if that's the one you're going to go with, that's kind of sad. <laughs> um, I, I think that's disgusting. I'm having chips with queso, and those are delicious. That's much better than um, ranch ice cream. So, honestly, it sounds like a Tom Brady type program. Him and his avocado ice cream. So maybe it's successful. Maybe that's like maybe that's what people do to be really really good. I don't know if, if that's what Kyle's eating. I want. I, want, I need some of that to be Long Beach fast. <laughs> I don't know. Someone just said that you liked it, so we, I had to call you out there. Absolutely. I not. simply. I, I, I only. I only said it because I saw Connor was was hanging out in the chat. <laughs> I, I Marshall, I have an idea. You know, and Chris, Christopher, Christopher, this will appeal to Christopher. At the Masters every year, the winner goes goes back and sets the menu for uh, for the for the champions dinner, and they basically all have to eat it whether they like it or not. I think IndyCar needs to do that after each race. So Kyle needs to set the menu pre-event for the next race. For the entire field to eat. You know, that, that's actually a good idea, but it should be for something a little bit bigger. If you win the 500, I feel like there should be a dinner between all the drivers that participated in the 500 um, at some point where you choose the menu, just like the Masters and or, <laughs> and or the championship win. I feel yeah, but like the that, problem is you wouldn't choose. But you wouldn't. You wouldn't choose for the champions dinner. You wouldn't choose ranch ice cream. That's the problem. Why not? Yeah, but <laughs> it involved the team owners. I'd love to see Roger Penske at the end of the year at the championship banquet have to eat like raising Cane's chicken fingers and maybe a giant tub of whatever ice cream you could think of. That might yes. be the funniest thing ever. Exactly. That's that's, that's going to be I'm in saying. the new leader circle contract for next year. Connor, <laughs> you're freaking brilliant, dude. Thank I you. actually love this idea. I'm uh, fully behind it, Declan. I'm a oh, big well, let's this. make it happen. Let's make it happen. I mean, We're going to Dave Fry. I'll talk to right Doug. And it has to be whatever people specify as a three-course meal. It could be whatever they want. Wait, can we at least get some, some lettuce ice cream to go with it? 
I, just I just, apart here. I just, as if we hadn't already. I just can't get behind any of it. Well, I know that I'm the complete opposite of an athlete, but I just can't get behind literally any of these ice cream choices. Like, where did we stray from Rocky Road? Or all right, all right, all right, all right. We're gonna we're gonna cut it here for a second. Since I'm a co-host, I'm using that power to ask Connor a question. I'm gonna ask Connor, how did your day that was? I got our test that was cut short. How was your day at the IMS Indianapolis Motor Speedway as a whole? You're really quick. I know that obviously ECR showed up with fast cars once again, as they always do. <laughs> wow, Kyle, I, I was having fun here. Now we're back to business. Uh, well, <laughs> I the lettuce ice cream thing just just shut me down. I was like, okay, we're too far now. Well, Kyle, you know what? You're exactly right. We do show up when it comes time to uh, driving circles around IMS. Uh, and the road course there as well. So it was, I had a great time. I, uh, I had fun being out there every lap. So that was the most confident I've ever felt at IMS. So watch out, brother. Really? <laughs> That's good. That's good to hear. But honestly, you, you look super um, fast too. So I, I, it's not really, yeah, I can't really yeah, say we, much. We, we were fast. I'm not going to lie. I, um, I saw it. I, I, I felt it. I saw it. Oh, I saw it all. You could feel it. Yeah, with you guys were drafty. You were drafty. We were actually kind that of drafty. Was really impressive. Did we run together at some point? Yeah, I came out of the pits and you went around me, but I was I was not up to speed yet. And then I tried to catch you guys and you pitted. Connor, I have a question, a serious question for you, which is a rarity. Uh, you just talked about comfort comfort levels. Is there? Like, is there a certain period of time in terms of years before you get there and you think, right, I've got this cracked? Or like, is that, does it take a f- laps or is it months or is it, what is the, what's the kind of the, the time frame where you really can get comfortable with Indy? You only really get comfortable until you've crashed there once. And that's, that's when you really, that's when you really understand what can happen. Um, but honestly, I mean, I, I thought I had a great car in like 2015, like my second 500, but um, it just all depends on, you know, the situation, the, the, how the day goes, how, you know, how it, it, it's such an interesting month, but like for sure now, like I've been with the same team for three years and like that consistency, consistency has been super helpful. And like, that is confidence inspiring, but also, you know, there's been small arrow changes like every year as well. And it seems like these arrow changes for the, the race running has really agreed with my driving style so like that that helps even more right so for example like i'm working with Catherine, obviously on on the gt side but so what's she going through right now do you think in terms of just with the new car for her and just getting used to the place again well i mean the the car has changed a, a great deal in the last since she last drove i actually talked to her a lot about it um the car balance between Aero kit era to aero screen era to you know and and everything in between you know each 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 one kind of is a bit different so she'll she'll get up to speed I mean she's very intelligent and a very talented driver like she'll get it it's it's just you have to get into those day you know day three day four of practice before you really start being like all right I kind of understand this a little bit better and what the car needs and where it's where you can run it and you know how much lower we've got on the track below the white line to try to find grip for the front end of the car and 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 then go from there connor you you touched on it a little bit there um the changes throughout the years and that's that's something that as a driver right i've only i've only done one indy 500 and and 
it's the car that I know, which is kind of what we're driving now. Yeah, you talked about a little bit of the aero aero stuff that's made it a little bit better to, to fall in traffic, but um, I'm not really sure of that, right? Because I'm in a completely different car this year than last year. But looking back throughout the how many Indy 500s you've done, um, how has that evolved from now? What has been like the balance? If you're speaking to a driver, like what is the balance kind of evolved to from the aero kit days to, to now? <laughs> well, I'm sure you're, year to year difference is actually quite a large feeling difference compared to what you've been involved in. Um, the understatement award goes. Yeah. I mean, look, let's be honest. Like it's uh, probably a solid, solid uh, program you got going there now. Um, but uh, I would say, and we, and we've all watched the races over the years, like the original, like, like 2013, like that car I thought raced really well. I thought the arrow kit cars raced really well. Um, I, I enjoyed the racing uh, in, in 2016 and, and 2017. Um, I would say 2019, even without the arrow kit, I thought that was a, a decent race. I think we kind of, it, it's got a little bit murky uh, with the arrow screen. It got a little bit, I would say less racy. Uh, certainly if you're starting like fifth on back. Um, but, I would say last year was was a slight step forward, and and I think with what they're doing now this year, obviously IndyCar knows, you know, they're they're not they're not just sitting around hoping that the racing gets better. They're obviously doing stuff about it, and so I think this year will be um, probably the the best one in the in the Aero Kit era. Uh, at least that's what I hope for. Kyle Kirkwood, very important update. Uh, Tom uh, at Tomanotog uh, tells us. <laughs> I've tried the gray Poupon flavor ice cream that a while back. Curiosity won that time, but never again. And then one more really important update, which might be my favorite so far in the hashtag racing family show, although we no longer use the hashtag. This comes from Jazz653086, who says, hashtag fun fact, Japan has octopus and charcoal flavored ice cream. So, uh, oh man. We got so many bets we can make here in the future. And I bet Cam and Eddie has tried all these too. I just I just don't know I don't know where to go, guys, and I'm sorry. <laughs> I can't <laughs> stop laughing. Um I will I will agree though with, with I mean, you know, Kyle had a great question there for Connor and I Connor and I got a chance to chat a little bit the other day. Um but yeah, I mean the EC car, ECR cars look good. Obviously, Kyle and his his teammates look good at Indianapolis for the test. And uh, I gotta say, I'm really excited because there was things that happened that I saw, and I don't know what you guys experienced with this. You know, where you could be fifth, sixth, seventh in line in some of those group runs and still pass a car. Now, obviously, when we're doing these tests, you don't know who's at what fuel, who's at what tire stage, et cetera, et cetera. But it was still exciting when we had a group knows the tail of 12, 13 cars, and somebody around the middle of that is able to drive by somebody. Where in previous years, I mean, just advancing has been so difficult. Well, we all just assumed that Ganassi was in fuel-saving mode the entire test, and they're just a bunch of sandbagging sons of guns, you know? But we'll see what happens. We yeah, should also – sorry, go ahead, Kyle. Yeah, to, to that point, um, I mean, it, it felt like – at least for us, and maybe Connor will touch on it a little bit more, but at least for us, it seems like when you have new tires and you're sitting in that 7th, 8th, ninth range where you kind of just stuck in this big draft train, 
that you can actually pass for for a short period of time until the tires kind of go away. Um, where that is, I'm not really sure. It seems like as you put heat cycles on, it obviously gets worse. Um, but it felt, and I mean, Connor mentioned it. I mean, th- this year is a bit different for me being with Andretti Autosport, who's always a powerhouse at, at IMS. Um, so a little bit different, maybe circumstances. But it seems like this year, just based on watching because we sat for a good period of time just watching the cars go around which is i feel like a lot of time at ims when you have so many days um it did look pretty racy in the middle of the pack which well you know at the race last year one thing that was really interesting to me was i I was pretty deep in the field for the beginning of the race where i kind of trickled off and got up almost close to the top 10 at one point but for a period of time when i was in the back of the race Alex Pillow fell back. He missed the pit lane commit line, went through pit lane, cycled all the way to the back of the pack. And he sat there behind me for an entire stint at least. And I think he might've passed me and yeah, he did pass me and he sat right in front of me for another stint or two stints. Um, so I think that's something that IndyCar was trying to fix, right? When you're, when you're deep in the pack, you're, you're getting a little bit better and that seemed better at the test. And hopefully that stays true for when the race comes. And I think also it was so windy, right? Like the, it was so windy and with like 25 mile an hour winds, I thought it was a very minimal effect. So maybe on a day, you know, let's say race day, the wind is calm, you know, that makes it even better. I think at times. So I think, I think I thought it was very encouraging and maybe that's just cause we were happy with it, but I thought the whole package was, was an improvement and um, you know, maybe, Maybe, you know, give credit to Firestone, too. Maybe they were also, you know, working on a few things because I think the difficult, the most difficult thing about this car is trying to generate enough front grip in the center of the corner when you're in dirty air to where you're not losing the rear too aggressively on entry and you're able to get that run off the corner. It's we, we lose all of the air off the front wing and it's just so hard to build runs. And so if, if somehow you can just get that a little bit better to like be able to generate a run, even if the car in front of you has a toe, then you create racing. Then you just you try to figure out your the balance that best suits you. And you're like, hey, now we're now we're able to slice and dice a little bit. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's what they did at Texas, right? I mean, they they made a big step at Texas and we saw some really good racing, especially in the closing stints where unfortunately I sat from the sidelines due to a failure. Um, but the racing was like phenomenal compared to the previous year. And I feel like that's kind of a step that they're making for IMS, hopefully. You know, Connor, one thing I think deserves recognition here, and I'm not saying that they're always perfect and always reacting to what the drivers are saying they should react to, but I think this year in particular, it really does feel like IndyCar and their partners who are involved in whatever aspect needs improving it really does seem like whether it's downforce, whether it's rubbering in sessions, whether it's better tires for whatever application, just seems like on the competition side, Jay Fry, Tino Belly, everybody, you know, all the folks who make the racing happen really seems like they're listening to the drivers more than they have uh, in a while. And we're seeing the fruits of that in things being better. It seems like from race to race that we go to. So, uh, obviously, you being the uh, longer-term veteran in the series here compared to Kyle, have you seen or felt uh, some of that this year as well? I mean, I 
I, I have a few different opinions on that subject, but uh, I, I think without a doubt, when it comes to the pure racing side and on the oval stuff, yeah, they're, they are without a doubt giving us more options and giving us things to use, right? Which is great. Um, I think there are a few other things like, I still don't know what's going to happen if it's, if it's going to rain again for a race, you know what I mean? Like, like I haven't, like there's been some testing on stuff like that. And so that, that'll obviously be an interesting one to, you know, if, if we do happen to come across that, um, that situation again, uh, they have done stuff for that. But again, until you use it yourself, it's kind of hard to really know. Um, but yeah, they, they've for sure made some, you know, they, 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 they do, make an effort and this is not easy like it's not we can't drivers complain every day we that's like our job and like you can't fix (laughs) everything just like okay cool all these guys have a problem um all right i'm gonna snap my fingers and change it all (laughs) it's hard so i mean you're right you guys do complain all the time um i've never heard a racing driver complain anything about anything the car is always perfect April Fools. Car's perfect, Terry. Don't change a thing. Um, so our buddy Zach Dean is here. He's probably like legitimately educationally based, the most intelligent person in the chat. And uh, Zach, do you have a real question this evening, or were you stuck on on your uh, food choices? Uh, yeah, I'm sorry for everybody, and uh, especially uh, Kyle. Uh, I was stuck on the food choice of the ice cream. Um, <laughs> Well, but, but the, uh, I did have kind of an idea. Um, it, you know, now that we've got three drivers in the chat, maybe that's a prank you guys could pull at, uh, at IMS, maybe take like a vanilla ice cream and dump it out and then put the, the ranch in and then get like Rossi to eat it or something. Um, but can we go even one step farther, Zach? So whoever wins, right. Since we've spoken about milk choices, Whoever wins, we need to pour out their milk choice and kind of microwave some ranch. Don't do that. Don't you dare desecrate that drink like that. (laughs) Go with here. But yeah, I've never seen communists pouring that on their head and having to smell like ranch ice cream all day. Oh, that'd be delightful. But I mean, un, un, unrelated, um, is Connor Daly's outdoor ball pit going to be back uh, this year? Uh, great question. Um, it is still in my garage. Uh, it has been for almost a full year now. Uh, I think I'm going to avoid it. I'm going to try to avoid any opportunity. Although there have been companies that have reached out to potentially brand the uh, hot tub and like partner <laughs> yeah. and sponsor it. So they're like, Hey, like, do you want to set that up again? And I said, absolutely not. Um, but who knows? Maybe, uh, I don't know. Maybe we'll have a branded sitting area and, and I'm sure it could only go well. I like the idea of Callum Eilat's ball pit. Uh, and I'm not even sure he knows what that is. But why don't you admit yourself, Callum? And uh, maybe you can <laughs> steal a branding opportunity from Connor. I, I feel like. No, that's inappropriate. I'm not going to say it. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, <clears throat> I feel like maybe the, a, a ranch jacuzzi sounds like a, an interesting thing for all you <laughs> Americans out there. You know you love ranch. Stop lying. It's, it's so average. Marshall, what, I hate this topic. Marshall, what's the difference between lie. an armpit and a ball pit? <laughs> I'm just, we're not, nope. 
nope, not doing that. We just get two uh, hot no. tubs, though, and we fill one with blue cheese and one with ranch, and we'll just have a big chicken wing eating contest back there. <laughs> I bet we can get McLaughlin to dress up as, like, uh, a slice of carrot. Uh, we could dip in there. That guy loves dressing up in inflatable suits, so I'm sure he'd be down with that in some way. By the way, again, I just got we got to keep doing the updates. Uh, our man Ryan Caminiti here, the one and only person on the planet Earth who has ever tried ranch flavored ice cream, and said it was so disgusting he could barely even get one bite. He appears to keep going to the the freezer and taking new pictures of it. So instead of setting it on fire and throwing it as far as he could after his first taste, it seems like Caminiti kept the thing and keeps showing us evidence that he held on to it. So, well, what, uh, not, what, Marshall, what nobody here understands yet is that we're now all on a CIA watch list because they use <laughs> this ice cream at black sites for torturing prisoners of war. Uh, little did we know, ranch-flavored ice cream, number one choice of Al-Qaeda, and look at what Caminiti has gotten us into here. So, uh, just thanks, because man. You had the proper opportunity yet, Callum? How are you, man? Oh, sorry. I was, I was, I was eating. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm fine. Uh, yeah. Looking forward to Barber. Yeah. Man of few words this week, Callum. I, I felt like I what talked, are you for dinner? I talked <laughs> way too much last week. Yeah, well, we won't disagree there, but um, what are you having for dinner? Uh, I had spaghetti with meatballs. No taquitos, I'm disappointed. It's, it's a can of SpaghettiOs, man, just admit it. No, 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 that's your uncultured American food. <laughs> that's the official dinner of Chris Wheeler when he can't, when the microwave isn't working for his taquitos, so I take great offense to that. Guess what, well, guess what Chris's also... favorite drink is. What, what is your favorite drink, Chris? What's that spicy one? Oh, the Connor, have you been to Monterey and Carmel? No, I don't go to the north side that often. It was very rare to see all of you guys at the uh, the breakfast place the other day. Oh, Pat, yeah, I was shocked to see you that far north of 465. Yeah, um, it was tough. But uh, it was a habanero, it was a habanero tequila that they serve in a shot chilled called a life changer. Um, and it was phenomenal. I mean, look, you don't, you won't have to tempt me more than at least once or twice with that. Uh, well, any any time that Sebastian Saavedra hands you a glass, you question your life. But this time, he didn't let me down. Hey, speaking of Sebastian Saavedra, although this is a little bit of collateral shots fired, um, my favorite email I got today. I just I feel the need to share it with y'all. Showed up randomly at nine fifty four a.m. And it was from Gustavo. And I love people who don't actually set up their email addresses with their full name, but just kind of go with a single name because you should know who they are. Uh, and the headline to this email was Miami F1 Red Bull Energy Station VIP tickets. I uh, see you're talking about. Please Yacomen. say it's Yakuman. Oh, <laughs> that's right. Gustavo Yakuman had the experience of a lifetime at Miami F1. Uh, blah, 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 so on and so forth. Uh, Red Bull's given us access to limited passes to the Red Bull Energy Station at Miami F1. These ultra-exclusive passes include access to the track all three days. All you can eat and drink the best food and drink and, hold on, and all caps and a private driver that will pick you up at your home or hotel, drop you off at the track, 
and then take you back at the end of the day. All this, my dear racing family. For an IndyCar salary. For $7,500 per person, if you're interested, just reply to this email. For the full brochure, the energy station, click on the button below. Um, So I love getting, can I pimp you emails from old Indy Lights uh, pal and dude who made nothing but enemies uh, in IMSA LMP2, uh, good old uh, the the yak attack, trying to hit people up for $7,500 per person to be in the Red Bull Energy Station. You, and then you know when what? You that's, open it that's up. actually a bargain for the F1 Grand Prix. I'm not even going to lie. Oh, I understand that. I, but just the idea of adding my name to that is hilarious. I'm like, look, I could be in the Shaq Energy Station where, you know, uh, his, like, 15-year-old energy drinks that haven't been sold that have been sitting out in the back on pallets. Like, that's the only thing I could afford. But I do love that he thought of me um, because that's the kind of giver that Gustavo Yakima Me, Kyle, and Callum could easily take anyone on a wild night out for 7500 bucks in the city of Indianapolis, and we would have a 1,000% better time than that package probably would be. I'm just, just saying. In hey, doubt, you can spend seven and a half grand in Indy. No, yes, you can. Exactly. Oh, uh, we've we've tried. Man, we could all have a whole day of activities. Best things you could do in Indianapolis for that. All right, folks, you heard it here first. The charity is Wheeler needs an air fryer, and at the price of seventy five hundred dollars, <laughs> you can go out for a full day of activities and a party night, including a dinner with Connor, Kyle, Callum, and myself. I genuinely think you couldn't spend it like reasonably. Oh yeah, we could. No, 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 Callum, no, no, no. Callum's never had the Japanese wagyu at Prime, Connor. Connor, okay, say, 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 three people come with us, right? I can't do quick math, but I'm thinking that's somewhere in the twenty-two thousand five hundred range. Am I wrong or am I right? You're close enough. Oh yeah, per, yeah, I think per I, tick, you yes. did the math. Say, say You're I good. think that's proper math, right? So you say you have three people that throw that in. What are you doing in Indianapolis to spend that twenty two thousand five hundred? It's not possible. Realistic things that you will that you. Why, why, why are you guys trying to spend all the money? Like you have to. You have to. We have to because it's it's in the it's in our package. We have to give them the best day possible. <laughs> well, the, yeah, you you guys are terrible salespeople. You, we're you not sell trying to package. sell anything. We're not selling you, anything. You, we're we're still trying to show someone a good time. So, so the fans get the value. So, you know, $6,000 of the value is having to spend the time with you. So okay, you, you, you take that Matt, and then you spend 1500 per person for, you know, whatever you're doing. I get Damn that, it, Bozy. Wheeler needs an air fryer. Okay. <laughs> I can't stop. So here's what we do. Here's what we do. We start with a private breakfast. We run out the pagoda. We get a family right through Connor. I like it. Right? <clears throat> Good breakfast there little one-on-one at IMS. When we go to SIK, we, of course, we get a discount there, too. Uh, maybe the zoo. Maybe catch an Indians game. <laughs> dinner dinner at Prime. And then what's the club downtown, Connor? I've only been there once. Yeah, Kyle, me, and Callum have never been there ever, so we wouldn't really know. But uh, Well, you live downtown, yeah, so I just thought you knew where it was. We forgot the name. In I've only yeah, seen we, it on Google Maps. Yeah, we've never been there. Chris. Heard rumors about it, um, and you know, oh, club club six. That's what it's no, called. No, okay, Chris. There's no way. 2011. Christopher. Christopher. <laughs> Christopher. There's no way you've even dropped a grand at this point with this. Oh yes. This, uh, 
Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I can promise you we can do that. <laughs> like, I'm not lying to you when I tell you I had this conversation today because somebody called me for a 25. They asked me if I could get them a 25 top table during the month of May at Prime. And there's, there's like minimum food beverage contracts at that point. I personally have been at a dinner at Prime with four people when it was a no hold back, drink, eat, whatever you want. And the bill was over four grand for four people. I watched Colton Herta jump out of a fake giant birthday cardboard cake for like 500 bucks last year wearing an old basketball jersey. It was pretty simple to get that done. <laughs> I forgot. Well, cameo. I yeah, Kyle, you were there. You saw it. About Connor. <laughs> I was there. Man, that was a good time. Boys, I think that after Barber, we should give it a dry run. What do you say? And then, we'll, then we'll see how much it really costs. Wait, 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 wait. Wait till I'm there in September. I'll happily do that with you. You're going to be Man, going to Mug and Bun with Marshall. May is the time to do all this stuff. <laughs> I mean, just well, think about You could sell $250 SpaghettiOs with iLot tours for sure. You'd book that up quickly. I mean, there's so many great options here. Well, folks, it's that time of the night where we're going to call on our closer. The final question to ask her of the evening. This young man, well, he's located in wisconsin his only life goal is to own a kayak bernard ask away buddy and don't disappoint us on this culinary episode of the racing family show what's the best food and the worst food on campus by the way let's start there bernard you know it's gonna be cheese curds for both wheeler you gotta like anoint me a speaker before you start speaking because like the process of i didn't Bro, there were so many speakers I didn't couldn't keep but track like of. The, I didn't hear any of what you said, so you're gonna have to redo that. I said you're awesome, and you get the final question. Okay, cool. So I have a small list of stuff. First of all, if you Google Kyle Kirkwood's name in like the little uh, Wikipedia box that comes up on your screen, it uh, it says that he was involved. I already know this. What's the story with that? I have no idea. Someone put that in there, and I've been meaning to take a screenshot of it and tweet it out and say, can someone please get rid of this? Because it's not right, and it makes me look super dumb. What, what but is you it? need you to explain what this is. So it yeah, yeah, says no. – You what, can what explain it. I here? wanted to just say that before he, before he said what So it it's is. got like – it has like a sh- couple sentences. Kyle Kirkwood, American race car driver, Andretti Autosport, born 1998, movies – Marley and me, the puppy years. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Can and someone please get rid remote? of that for me? Marley and me? Why would you want someone that remote? I was in the movie Marley and me, the puppy years. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> Clearly, someone did that jokingly, and I'm it is stuck getting, since, like my USF career. I'm Kyle, getting you I, a new. I'm getting you one of those. <laughs> I'm getting you one of those head covers that looks like a dog. Yeah. <laughs> if I was your PR guy, I would insist you keep it because when you go out on your on your media tour before the race and you end up on Jimmy Kimmel, and, the, and one of the the researchers has looked at your Wikipedia, they're going to ask you about it. So you have to keep it there. This is great. Child actor, IndyCar race winner, Kyle M. Kirkwood. There's two child actors in motorsports. There's Frankie Munoz, who's leading the ARCA points, and Kyle Kirkwood. This is great. Yeah. This is I, one of the, 
Bob was one of the puppies. Yeah, we didn't even know we had a, a celebrity actor uh, as the third member of the show here, Wheeler. This is, and you also turned uh, uh, Frankie into a totally different ethnicity with Munoz. But that's pretty awesome. I mean, little did he know. So, man, we are learning so much on this episode. That is phenomenal. Uh, but, Bernard, we need you to tell us best food and worst food you've had on campus. Ooh. Uh, best? Probably Ian's Pizza on State Street. I mean, it's just solid pizza. Okay. And then the worst – see, I don't – most of the food just – comes from my refrigerator so that's a good spot for it to come but from. i mean if you're talking about worst restaurant and this will probably be an unpopular opinion but i don't know if it's all raising canes but the one in madison is not good i think it's all of them and that's a take that i'm gonna <laughs> i'm gonna get torn apart for Man, but I just raising canes is amazing i just see i don't, everybody's like cane sauce cane sauce and I like my chicken tenders like I like them skinnier. They make really thick chicken tenders, and I'm I'm here for the skin, not the not the actual big piece of chicken. So I'm with you, Bernard. It's ex- I think it's 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 medium. I think it's not like amazing. We're not terrible, but I don't I don't get the hype either about the sauce. I think it's just like fine. I have no idea what you guys are talking about. We don't have them out here, so uh, I'm just gonna go with Bernard. I'll take you in, man. He's the only one here who's in who's in college, so we have to go with him and assume that he's the smart one. Granted, he gets lost on a daily basis trying to walk around the campus, but still, I, I haven't I'm, gotten I'm lost Bernard, in a while. Would a while be days, weeks? <laughs> I can't remember the last I time know. I got lost. We'll say that. Man, you must have been lost for a while. I did man. almost get hit while I was jaywalking again. <laughs> I think he's still lost is the problem. <laughs> That's what I was saying, Chris. You didn't really get my joke, but. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I got you. Jaywalking, Bernard, it's illegal. We do not condone illegal acts yeah. in the racing family. I mean. Yeah, or something like that. If you don't want to watch people jaywalk, I suggest you stay away from Madison. Because it's not like I'm the only one. I, I, yeah, you're, you're the only one up there. So you're not allowed to cross the road. Without a zebra crossing, but you're allowed to own guns here. Oh shit! Wow. I'm sorry. I'm gonna. We're gonna. That's s- my English. We're gonna save this English session. view and stuff. Actually, you're not even allowed to buy Kinder eggs here, and yet you you're not allowed to walk across the road. What's a Kinder? Exactly. Egg? That's my point. Right. Kinder eggs are goodbye. Excellent. That's how I like to work cars. Yes. Kinder I eggs. Kinder, egg. Kinder yeah. eggs. So blazing. Wow! Shots fired from Ila. Literally Just muted the whole time. Can but someone you know explain what? what a Kinder Egg is? It is a chocolate a- egg with stuff inside you assemble. So it's like a toy. It's like a little toy in pieces, and then it's covered with chocolate. So you get to eat dessert, and then there's something for you to build inside. But yes, here- and the chocolate tastes like it was squeezed out of a dog, <laughs> and the toys are crap. <laughs> Anyway, I'm not I'm, I'm not impeding on any of your amendments here. I'm just literally stating a fact. <laughs> I am saving this episode. I'm going to post this as a podcast as soon as I can, and I'm just going to make a note to myself in the episode to replay it for Ilot after he buys 
is first gun <laughs> because you, sp- you spend enough time in Indiana and I guarantee, you know what, Wheeler's probably going to give you a rifle for Christmas. So <laughs> before long, you're going to be out there marching, preserving your Second Amendment rights. I lot. We're not even going to know. You're going to get a tramp stamp tattoo like Wheeler's going to here at the Indy GP. Oh. Uh, it, it, you're going to have a, a little faux hawk and 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 Maine like Connor Daly. It, it's going to be a radical transformation. But we will still love you, Christopher. There's your there's your tattoo. Jaywalking, no. Guns, yes. <laughs> I think my internet's cutting. In my defense, the guy who almost hit me was making an illegal U-turn at the time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Bernard. We, if ever there was a question why we close with you, just it's a race. You're, I mean, that's why you're our permanent closer. Bernard, uh, hey, I actually had a legitimate IndyCar question, too, if you don't mind. Oh my God! Okay, all right. Uh, well, that, yeah. Uh, whose decision was it to have the 100 days to Indy debut at the same time as the NFL draft? I don't know. I'm not answering that. <laughs> same. I I cannot wait for next Monday's episode because not only do we get to talk about Barber Motorsports Park, where hopefully. Uh, Kirk Kirkwood has won his second consecutive race and can dictate to one of the members here that they have to eat chicken taquitos dipped in ranch-flavored ice cream. But we also get to talk about everyone's reaction to the 100 Days to Indy. And I have intentionally kept my opinions off the interwebs and off here because I want folks to watch and have their own thoughts on it. Um, And we will speak that I'm going to find a Kinder Egg for Kyle. <laughs> I, I, have a, I, have a, I have a Kinder Egg guy. I'm going to find one for Kyle, like a real <laughs> one. <laughs> You've got a, got a guy. I've got a dog I can squeeze the chocolate out of. <laughs> I, I, I have a guy, an importer. I'm going to bring a real one. Not because the one they have here is watered down. It's not the Man, same. I, I can see why they're not allowed to get them here in the U.S. It sounds like a major choking hazard for a oh, kid. Yeah, well, like they are. The toys are designed to... than a Kinder Egg. <laughs> The toys are designed to kill children. <laughs> no, you just got to use some sense. I learned, you know, to, to watch for things like that when I was small. You just got to hey, use some sense. Hey, Callum. Yes. Let's go gun shopping. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll bring you a, I'll bring on our way to dinner. Kirkwood's buying a good one. Marshall, Callum might be too young for this, but but when, when uh, uh, growing up in the UK, there was an ad that gave us that traumatized a whole generation of kids. That was a Kinder Surprise ad on TV, which is actually one of the most scariest things I've ever seen. So go, go YouTube it. It's absolutely freaky. It's like something out of a, out of a, uh, uh, like a, out of a razor head. It's absolutely scary so, as you could possibly. I'm, I'm going to do one more thing tonight and real quick, happy birthday to Arnie who just jumped in. But hey, our dear, Arnie, happy birthday. But Marshall, our dear friends at MPG Motorsports are here and they just want to ask one question and I have to approve it. I don't know what it is, and I don't know what they're going to ask, and I, I can't, but the, they've, they've been talking about making a show for a long time. And so I want to give them the opportunity. So MPG Motorsports stands for My Parents Garage, one of the greatest racing team names in the history of racing. MPG Motorsports, unmute yourself and uh, ask away. Dude, I don't even know what to ask right now. Ooh. Cause we just we just got caught up, but we're we're over here at the Air McLaren uh, shop here, and still 
digging away. Uh, Callum, I lot, uh, long is time it, ago. Is this Billy? Who? This sounds like Billy Vincent. <laughs> it's Billy Vincent. It is. It is. Billy Vincent. Or, or oh a facsimile. Oh, my gosh. Uh, because I don't, yeah, we'd probably have to go through 19 layers of formal approval. No, nah, yeah, the no, show, this but is, somebody who sounds this is MPG like Motorsports, not Aaron McLaren. And oh, and Callum, go. Callum, if you remember to Indy last year, yes, uh, I was on a car chaser podcast and I got you to join, and I was a little bit overserved, so I apologize. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, this is good. <laughs> Your point. Yeah, I'm still employed. That's great. <laughs> no. It, it also sounds like the serving since that episode haven't stopped. So no, even no, no. I, I, I'm, uh, PBR is made from the tears of angels, and I just drink angel juice all the time. He drinks angel juice all the time. Oh, if that isn't the name of, so, of a, a band. Hey. So not, not to keep this going any longer, but if Billy actually was the first person from the Arrow McLaren team to text me after me and Rossi's incident. Let's go. I wanted you to sign that tolling, dude. It's still sitting on my desk. I have I have a broken – I have a bent tolling collection that dates back all the way to uh, the 2003 Miami Grand Prix where Tracy hit Bourdais and we still – I, I can't even remember anymore if we won the race or if it was qualifying. We put it on pole, and so I have a I have a bent tolling. I have a one from uh, Will Power in Brazil, a, a right rear tolling that is bent like a freaking banana, and he still put it on pole. I have a bent tolling collection, and so I genuinely wanted you to sign this bent tolling for me. I I'll do it. I'll do it. Hell yeah! I owe you that much. And so yeah, typical Kirkwood, he says. Who's this? Lost my phone or whatever the hell he said to me. I was like, dude, this is fucking I just Billy. Didn't say your number. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Once he said Billy, I was like, oh, I know exactly. Yeah. He's Mister New Phone Who Did. Yeah. That new Phone Who Did. Michael Andretti. Yeah, Michael Andretti texts him. I saw him. He's like New Phone Who Did. <laughs> this guy winning any car race. He's just he's the worst to deal with now. Wheeler. Uh, I feel like we could go for hours and probably get everybody fired. So let's not do either. I just want to pipe in for you guys and say I love what you guys are doing. I think uh, this sport, uh, especially in IndyCar right now, misses a little bit of this um, this value or this atmosphere uh, that you guys are that you guys are doing. And and you know, just it goes to show that you let my my dumbass in on this on this uh, show right now. Uh, I think you need to do more than that and um, keep going with what you're doing. And uh, this is what the sport needs. Like it's the, it's the inner, inner workings, the just, you know, people, people love the inside information or whatever. And what you guys are doing is, is, is awesome. And I just want to support that. Roger Penske was on earlier, Billy. He was doing shop uh, every time we said Wheeler's name. So it was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah right. Thank you, brother. Hey, but uh, me, and, me and Gavin will get on here and do shots. That's for sure. Oh, yeah, and he's Canadian too. That guy's got a hollow leg. Yeah, so yeah. That's a problem. Well, hey, I'm from Wisconsin, so I'm pretty sure we yeah, beat Canadians with that. Well, we'll just beat Canadians in general. Hey, like we're over here. We're over here just rubbing on this deal. We got a we got a beer fridge over here at Aaron McLaren. So all you mechanics that uh, 
You're looking for looking for a good place to work. Uh, we got a beer fridge. <laughs> Wear papaya. Drink IPAs. Uh, no, nah, it's PBR. It's PBR. It's made from the Tears of Angels, right? All right, fair point. Fair point. I forgot. Yeah. Good, uh, good friends with Augie Paps. He's got good good people and good kids over there. This is just uh, amazing, and I lot too. I uh, Callum, I lots here. So I lot, I got I lot that that last time that we were, I was on the car chaser deal that I, I, I sucked you into, you know, uh, very quickly. Like I think I think I called you an hour before it. That was called that oh. that. Well, that led that led to a, a, a five month uh, quitting drinking for me. Well, not gonna lie. I'm glad it, it it started something for you, but clearly it didn't finish something for you. No, <laughs> I am who I am, right? So I look. I'm happy to life coach you back into that if you want. Um, but I don't know what's better for you. So um, we can discuss this at other time if you want. Off, off well, you are automatically invited to the Arrow McLaren Seepkins party Sunday after <laughs> after uh, Road America. Thank you so, very much. You're welcome. I'm gonna finish my spaghetti now. <laughs> Marshall, is it time? Wheeler, save us. Just save us. Well, everybody, boys, girls, children of all ages, we want to thank you for tuning in once again here to the Racing Family Show. It has been a fantastic time to have you here, and we truly thank you for participating with us each and every week. Your comments, your likes, your shares, your retweets, your DMs, your questions, they really do make this show happen. As we look back at our time together, I want to talk a little bit about doing what you just, just being yourself. Um, it doesn't matter if it's the clothes you decide to wear, the cars you drive, the music you listen to, or in some cases, the terrible taste in ice cream that you have. Never be afraid to be yourself because you are you for a reason, and that's what makes you so awesome. Um, before I forget, I want to give a special shout-out to my friends who have been with a lot of us <clears throat> that travel up and down this circus for a long time. Um, week in and week out, and those are our friends at IndyCar Ministries. They're here in the chat. They've been with us the whole time. I want to give a big shout-out to those, those fine men and women because they really are an awesome group of people to have in our world. Of course, it's springtime. We're going racing. We can't wait to get to Birmingham, Alabama this weekend. And in doing that, don't just think about us out there on the road. Think about those people at home. Think about your friends. Think about your family. Reach out. That one phone call, that one text could change their week, their month, their year, their life. You just don't know what people have going on. All in all, life's not that difficult. It's actually pretty simple. If you just follow a couple basic things in life, one of them being don't buy ranch ice cream. The other one, don't be a dick. So for my esteemed co-host, Marshall Pruitt, our co-co-co-host, and now an IndyCar race winner, Kyle Kirkwood, I'm Chris Wheeler. We want to thank you for tuning in to the Racing Family and we will see you down the road.